Everybody settled in? Yo. <laughs> yeah. What up, world? I go by the name of PZ. He go by the name of No. Hit your one time and if you don't die, bitches call for life. Y'all niggas more for dice. Better grip your torches tight. When we poke and cut off the lights, we'll hold the fight. Believe these little dogs will bite. I'm talking sight when I'm on the off the mic. And a raw is night, you gonna fall the price. Call the soft for dog of light. Just because my voice is like the bottom of my arms is bright. The chrome is right here, stand right on the side. You don't wanna be in that place with your mom with a sad face. Lex think I'm playing with him today. The garage party. Lex in think I'm playing pie. with him today, nigga. What? You think I'm playing with you this morning. In my <laughs> this is so crazy. West Oakland, Acorn Project. <laughs> 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 of course, what's up? <laughs> I ain't done. I ain't done. I ain't done. I'm just getting started. Dog, my project's is sweet, dribble, but if you ain't from my front like some dog, don't come up. You're getting busy. Yeah, we cheating, dog. That's automatic. We greedy. Plus, we're trying to beat the needy, dog, with all the cash. Steal from the rich and get to the church league. None of us went to church. All right. So, how you feeling? Nah, nigga. 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 Cool, man. Everything's cool. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Okay. Right. Cool. We're cool. Let's go. Cool. 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 Everybody thought the pink pants were slack. Like, like without any no beats. Like, no beats. So hearing it now, you just like, damn, the kick is crazy. You cool? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. You cool? Legendary shit. Uh, this week's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast <laughs> is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, wait till you try hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, I mean nobody, does wings like NWP. Order now online for takeout and delivery to save time. Today's podcast is also powered by Uplifters, black-owned domino company. You see it right there. Happy to announce the collaboration between Grand National and Uplifters just to bring some, you know, some life to the party as we still try to figure out what's happening in this pandemic. You can play within your bubble, you know, just a little game to keep the, you know, keep the motor skills running, keep the family in tune. Order your domino set this week. But Uplifters also has their own, too. So make sure you copy a pair of theirs and get the GN collab with them coming up very, 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 very soon. Today's episode is also powered by the Reef Studios, where we are filming from live today, Oakland, California. Um, OG Jaron, Brian Simmons, myself, three brothers that came together to provide a space for the creative community, man, and give everybody a hub to record, whether it be your songs, audio, your bands, multi-track, and your podcast, your voiceovers, you name it, we can do it. Tap in, uh, follow the Reef on Instagram right now and get more information on how to inquire about studio time. And lastly, but not least ever, um, today's episode is also powered by Let's Bubble Productions. Our brother Lex on the mic, on the boards, on the camera, always making us look good and bringing you grade A visual content to the page. 
and also a dope storyteller and filmmaker, man. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to it. Let's meet the Bray Podcast. I am Monty Draper. I am LG. Lex B-U-B. My brothers, how are y'all feeling this Sunday? Love. Yeah. Right with DJ Monty out you here. F- hey, hey, don't 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 say it. I'll br- I will set up. Yeah, Monty brought, brought the turntables out just now. Come on, man. Don't do me like that. I had to run through it. What was your drop? <laughs> you want me to be real, son? Mm-hmm. Be real, real, son? Yeah. Nigga tried to kill my father. The nigga tried to kill my father. <laughs> Can bro, I be real, son? Bro, it was so important that yeah. you had to say that shit twice. Oh my god, no, that's so funny. Now I didn't. You know what? I didn't have a drop. I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even get to it. Um, DJ and days. Um, shout out to my big brother Travis, DJ Opie. Um, we went. They took me. So on my visit mm. to SOU, um, not my my host was uh, Josh Mack. And um and Maddie Cow, um and then they threw a party at the homie Austin's house, and then the party migrated from the house to the vinyl G where the roof is mad low, mm-hmm. um and they they snuck me in, but it was like it was random because it was like a black mark, so the homie had a fucking sharpie in the middle of the car, and just rolled on the back of my hand. It was like the easiest shit ever to get in the club. I remember that being hilarious, mm. but that's where they took me to on my visit, and then end up going there. And like the first few weeks of being at the school, we go to back to that same club and I go and it was just something about it. Like I was because I've been DJing since like fucking fifth grade or whatever, but had never really considered doing it past that point. Get to the spot. I'm like, man, I, I damn near want to DJ again. And um, shout out my brother D. He goes to talk to uh, to Travis and Travis is like, yo, man, come next week and we'll try you out. Like, it was that easy. And then the very next week, I show up with, like, notebook and all kind of shit, just hella prepared. And he was like, you actually showed up. Because people people get faded and ask him all the time, but just never show up. And I, right. here I am. Show, I showed up and shit ready to go and never looked back. And then eventually got the SOU radio show. And um, that was, like, at the beginning of HBK. So they were recording at Chief's house. Shout out my brother, Chief. Um, and literally, they would record. Sewer Pilo would send that, email me the song. And I would play that shit on the radio like in within the span of hours. Like they would make the song, send it to me, and I'd just play it on the SOU radio show. And shit, fast forward to what, 10, 12 years later, we got the pod, uh, Grand National Radio, and everybody's like, yo, you just the mic and it was like, bro, I've been literally been doing this shit my whole life and 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 um and grateful. So it it is it is a story. But I was the the mix this morning is inspired by some of your folks, some uh, some East Oakland like like legends, legends been tapping in, mm-hmm. um, and I had to be honest. I was like, yo, like the era y'all talking about, I wasn't outside, like sick. I wasn't that outside was at all. Time. But they're talking about exactly what you said. It's like, yo, this is the height of that era. Gee, I tried to tell them. I was like, yo, I be on ninety eighth and Bancroft like every other weekend, and nothing like it. Nothing like midnight striking and. It'll go like everybody go to the window and just sitting in y'all front window and the sideshow start up and down the block. And and this is like that's what I was telling them. I was like, yo, this is like when the grills was in the speakers, so fucking Guapale and um the Bobby V and fucking um the 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 Wayne song and then the Lloyd and Wayne song. Like it was them them specific songs that was like mid tempo, but black. And then it was all the other shit that was like being curated in that in that. So all like all the Mac Dre releases, um, 
the this the this is the team like sort of figuring they shit out like that whole little era. It's like the team three times, three to man. It was it was so many man. Like it was a great fucking time. Like I just remember like getting action in front of the crib and a and a sideshow breaking out. Like <laughs> like in the middle though. Like fucking windows foggy. You gotta you gotta fucking see what uh, the fuck is going yeah, on. You gotta see what's, what's good. Next to you know, bro. Everybody right there with you, bro. So you just gotta be a part of that shit. Be a but part like, of the it's, mix. It's, it's a it was bro. It was nothing like it because the cold part about sideshows is that. 90th was a was a staple of it, mm-hmm. and the way cops would do it is that they would come in and like try to shut that shit down. But really, it's just a relocation, yeah. you know. So like, yeah. it, you go for you go over there, you go over to the 70s, yeah. you go over to uh, 98th, uh, you go down further towards Ben's Burger. Mm. So like, it was multiple locations that it just kept relocating so it was more so like an all night deal yeah it was just there was no way to really end that party yeah. you know it's just a more it's just a matter of like just showing like just showing face basically is what cops was able to do um mm-hmm. but you weren't about to stop the fun like the like the only thing that would stop the fun is that if something broke out yeah which was very fucking rare you know That's- what i mean like it wasn't it wasn't so much that there was a fear of your life when it comes to that's always a thing but you know what I mean but the biggest thing was that this was something that was being created out of thin air like Hmm. no there was just word of mouth like it was no fucking you ain't putting no flyers out ain't none of that shit it's literally people just pop up and everybody looks at that shit shows the fuck up with a whip yeah. Pull that motherfucker out the garage and we there. You know, yeah. like it, it it was no there was no conversation about it. It was just a feeling. That shit was like cause in the I mean it may that shit may have been happening in the rich. It just wasn't happening nowhere near my house. So it but you knew every time you stayed at L in them house, like like midnight on the dot. Like it was it was the most impressive shit. And it's like, oh, they about to go up. And you could just and y'all front window was so massive. You could just sit in the window and watch that shit. It's a it's one of those visions that'll be with me um, forever. But most importantly, like the soundtracks to the shit. Like there's yeah. there's I, at at they house specifically y'all house auntie auntie's red the red car was where I heard Missy for the first time. Y'all house is where I seen um, Hi My Name Is for the first time. Um, Auntie's back in Auntie's car is where I listened, where we listened to fucking TQ on repeat fucking for God TQ. knows how long. Uh, they never saw me coming. Um, the bourbon, when the slap got put in there, all that Keek shit, all the Mac Dre shit, all the squad shit, we just got done playing. Like it, it literally set in the tone. Um, I was thinking, cause I was thinking about Auntie this week. Happy, happy belated Auntie. Um, yeah, happy love, love, love you, love, love, love you dearly. Don't don't ever get it twisted for one second. This this art shit, this music shit, um, was one hundred percent cultivated at your house. <laughs> it was it was just like it's like oh that's that's your shit, huh? Because auntie like she let us rock and let us do our thing, and then by the time niggas fall asleep in the car, you wake up to Donnie McClurkin playing uh, Fred Hammond like straight gospel, like gospel gospel when right, gospel was I still. I used to get my hair braided to Purple Rain, man. Like the movie man, Purple Rain, man. We'll be watching fucking. Um, We'll be watching late night uh, like surgery shows and fucking Purple Rain. Like there was no like it was just literally it could it could be one extreme to the other. Like it was covering oh, all bases. Nah, Four a.m. Nah, it's 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 so dope just to be insulated by. I don't know maybe and I want I'm, I've been I've been meaning to have that conversation with Auntie 
Um, I wanted to have that conversation with Ted before he before he he transitioned. Um, my dad, shout out to shout out to my pops. He's he's you know taking care of business right now, man. I can cannot wait to see him. Um, but there are a few there are a few individuals that coming of age, I would I, I would one hundred percent identify as artists, and I wonder at any point in their life, or even now, if they identify as an artist first or not. What, do you, what would you, if you had to guess, for, unless you've had this conversation with your mom already, what would you, would you think she does? Bro, like... I, I can't think of anybody more creative than your mom. My mom's creative as fuck. It's fuck. Um, I don't know, because I think that era, um, a good amount of it was just like what the opportunities were. Huh. I think my, my mom tried, not tried, but she actually full throttle did a lot of things. Yeah. But the ultimate thing was just like, having to be able to like to take care of kids you know what I mean so yeah. like that that usually came first and foremost like whatever by any means yeah. so like a lot of that creative shit does get stumped yeah. uh, but it didn't stop creation being all around hmm. you know what I mean like regardless of if there was getting paid for it yeah. it was a matter of just it just oozing out of the fingers and the and the feeling of the individual um, I mean, I remember, I wouldn't say it on mic, but I remember certain like creations that moms made, like, yeah. like inventions, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And like the ideas that she was jumping off, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, those ultimately like not making it to the light of day or whatever, but to see just the thought process though, mm-hmm. and the, I, the, the, the frame of mind and the arts, you know, like I remember being a kid and drawing all the fucking time Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like everything was fucking drawing and me getting pissed off at uh at kai about like fucking uh 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 using my drawings as like his like coloring book and shit like that you know what i mean like and that was all stemmed from just moms just like leaving like keeping the the area as like a safe space of just fucking creation you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah, it's just a lot of shit i'm almost i'm almost positive i wrote my first rap on 90th too like i'm good spot uh, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. Wrote my first rap there. The first time I ever, if I, if I, if it wasn't where I wrote it, it was the first time I ever rapped it for anyone. Like, cause it was just like one of those things you didn't, I didn't, wasn't walking around telling everybody I wanted. It was like a secret. And then, um, uh, uh, J- uh J- Jason, one of Stanley's cut little cousins pulled up and was like, yo, like who, you little niggas can rap? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> just like start busting it's like oh you know you rap for us like now nah, i've been 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 trying to figure this whole thing out but just remember everything in and around that spot but especially especially your mom like i don't i don't ever remember because adults especially at that time tend, tended to project in a real strange way um the world the world would beat you down in that way and 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 in hindsight, I'm like I'm not I'm not even mad at what was taking place. I'm more so uh, empathetic to it. But whatever was happening in Auntie's life at the time, at least to me, she never projected, you know, any any sort of any sort of defeat that she may have been feeling from from wanting to express herself. She never projected that shit onto me. It was always mass support. Um, so it was like... Well, there was a reason for that. Uh, Mom's upbringing was... Um, like, she was kind of like the black sheep. Hmm. So within her... Like, her thing was that she would never... The way that she was raised, she would never be that fucking strict about, like, 
I'm gonna tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I'm gonna have you like it's more it's just more important for you like to figure that shit out. Yeah, um, is what she learned. You know what I mean? So mm. that's why like everything that she did made it a lot harder on herself. But it was for a reason for like the like to, for the younger individual that you're that you're um, that you're raising hmm. for them to have a type of space where there is no no setbacks you know like nothing that's holding you back which is the same thing for myself is like fucking made my life a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> by doing certain things but it's also this i have no like uh, no attachments to like telling me like what things should be you know what i mean so like that's a it's it's a reasoning like it was a reason for that type of setup and i want to say and i want to say um i i tend to group auntie carla auntie jj auntie rissa um uh, my god brother my god brother britain like I, i i tend to group them as far as like influences and inspiration as far and 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 again they fully may not identify as creative but they're some of the more creative people that i know um in shaping an independence of like just what what you fool with like what moves you what you into but they to me they always had the the absolute best taste when it came to certain shit so it was like always just pulling i i don't and i don't know what, how we got on this but I, we playing squad and it reminded me of just like different <laughs> soundtracks and i told you this shit it, the morning that after my what well, the just the playlist that money gave us we were <laughs> not gonna hit our play like we weren't oh, gonna, we, hit we were gonna hit our oh yeah my bad my bad we, do, <laughs> we got a we schedule we said we weren't gonna get our script done because of the way that money started this morning we got a schedule man um <laughs> Auntie, we love you. Happy, happy birthday, happy, sure. happy, happy belated, fifty three, um, man. Damn, love you, Auntie. Um, shout out, Lex. Thank you. Uh-huh. Make the pod just it just looks it looks so dope. Like even I get excited when when people hit me, be like, "Yo, man, it's just like I get so many just random one off texts, DMs, or whatever about the show, and then." Being invested in watching the YouTube page grow too. So uh, right now, if you if you're listening, go subscribe to the YouTube page. Uh, look out for the episodes, um, the full visuals to drop, and the clips and everything. Subscribe, hit the notifications button, comment, engage in the community. The community is building, y'all. Um, new, we got got new merch on the way. We got a lot of stuff on the way. So just continue to tap in, meet the brave, follow the IG page. But that's our brother Lex. Um, on on the visuals and making us look great. Shout out to my brother Push on the on the boards, making it sound great every single week. Um, yeah, we do we do have a lot to get to, but we did start off talking about um, creativity. Fuck, we could go to creativity, but we did the it's cheating hereditary conversation. I don't know how much y'all got hit up this week, but I got hit up a lot about mm. that in particular. I got hit up a lot about that. Uh-huh. And I got hit up a lot about how L said your dick should be. Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was insane. Like, I had people hit me like, hey, L's a genius. <laughs> it was brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It's That's like, the uh, that makes sense. Let's see. Let's see if uh, Nate hit me immediately and, and, had, and had something to say. Yeah, buddy. See if he picks up. He said that message, right? 
message. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here now, but it, it we yeah, you guys saw the, you guys saw the message. He'll yeah. he'll call back. But he uh, what did he say? Hot take: Cheating is not hereditary; it's genetic. Humans' only job is are, is to reproduce. Therefore, the urge is like eating. To abstain is like fasting. Possible, but going against genetics. LOL. Get me on the show ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nate. Like that's that's really that's really been one of my homies since like third grade. Um, and just watching watching his evolution and his growth, he's one of my favorite uh, artists for sure. But I thought he made a really good point. Um, and a lot of people chimed in, and people felt other ways. Obviously, uh, any any of the thoughts that were like removing the you know the the the, ob- the obvious like. Comedy and like fun. No, no, just the fun okay. that we were trying to have around the conversation. Yeah. It was hard to really entertain those because it was like so emotionally driven. Mm. Um and then and then on top of it, it was like it was removing like the actual like the the, the actual conversation. It's like, nah, we're having a true conversation. So when Nate came with actual facts, it's like, yo, let's have let's have a different conversation about that. As you did y'all have any any conversations throughout the week? in regards to the cheating conversation that may have swayed you one way or another or made you go, ah, like, anything? Um, nah. Nah. Like I said, everybody was too busy hitting me telling me about how how much of a genius <laughs> hell <laughs> I was like, damn, I can't even send people some way. It's like, why you tell me how much, tell me I'm a genius. <laughs> Fuck L. L already know he's a genius. That's why he said that genius shit. <laughs> Nah, that's that's love, man. But like, yeah, the 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 cheating thing. No, I'm glad Monty brought that up because that's a great conversation for um, the community to have. Um, mainly because the conversation that we don't talk, the, the things that we don't talk about enough, that tends to get like pushed to the side or is taboo to talk about, is anything in and around sex. You know, and the more conversation you have about sex, the more comfortable you are in these conversations. Yeah, which takes you out of the realm of like the fuck ups that people be having. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the like. All the mess ups can be avoided in a way if you have more conversations in and around it, hmm. um, uh, relationship wise. Uh, uh, just if it's if it's something for fun, if it's something for you know, like your emotions are involved. Um, there's a learning experience involved. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different ideas and and nuances and conversations to be had around sex so like i'm glad that that type of thing um is talked about talked about talked about responsibly um because like joking yes joking is great like it's a good time or whatever uh but you can also hide a lot of things that you could have learned in joking you know, like you, you joke so much that you never really get to the nitty gritty of shit. So I'm glad that we were able to have a conversation that was jokes as long and also like informative. So that's always important. Nah, that definitely. Um, I thought about it. I actually thought about it a lot and was it was was oh, shit. more so grateful for the conversation <laughs> with the women that that it all spawned. Like that, I thought that was really dope because. I don't know, man. It's We've been saying we want to sit down with some women, yo. 
Nah, we've been we've been saying that for a minute, and and gotta gotta make it happen. We'll be intentional about making that happen, uh, just for the sake of dynamics of the show. Um, I do I do really really appreciate the type of time um, the women that I've had access to have been on um, from a from a from a clarity standpoint, uh, an, an insulation standpoint, a support standpoint, but also. Um, just a type of time and, 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 you know, reevaluating what the, you know, what the dynamics are between man and a woman um, as far as hetero relationships go in a, in a black space and, and no longer trying to tether ourselves to the dynamics of the Western world, i.e. white folks. Right? Uh, side note. Oh my bad, no, and I, I hope you keep your ID on that one. Because, uh, but this is super side. No, it's gonna be so fucking far <laughs> to the side. But my my ass last night watching us. Do you know oh, what this shit. man built us from that fucking commercial in the beginning? Yeah. Like I know you was watching that commercial, right? Yeah. But literally one line in that commercial made that entire fucking film. Damn. From back in the day. Damn. Like, from back in the day, he made that entire film from one line in that fucking PSA to the entire world. That shit was... That, that, I'm sorry. That, that was, no, but... but I, I got that from the tethered idea, though, because that in the commercial, they talk about the tethered idea, whatever. That he made that entire film off of that one line. It's not, it's not that far, because the conversations that have spawned based off that one topic that Lex had... Is is exactly how how these you know at at least for me these impactful pieces come about. So like one night in Miami, for example, mm. it's looking at a particular moment and in instances of, of 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 influential people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to tell all of Muhammad Ali's whole fucking life, and then that way you get to pick it apart and go, well, this they could have did this better. It's like nah, fam, like. This one idea is going to spawn this one instant, and we're going to run it up mm-hmm. in this one night of events for you. And mm-hmm. we can we can do callbacks, give or take, in the in the story, but it really is true. Us is really one night, basically. Right, yes. You know, and it's like, that's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? And it, al- it allows for so much freedom. So I'm, I'm really inspired by the, the creatives that are that are taking that on. And it, as far as the, um, the cheating hereditary conversation, I thought that'd be dope. To do a, a really, you know, try to tell a story within it and humanize all parties involved. Mm-hmm. You know, whomever is the cheater, whomever is the victim, mm-hmm. all these in all all the different aspects, intend to human humanize all of them. Attempt to humanize all of them and tell a story. To, we're watching uh, Breaking Bad. It's again for me, teens' first time seeing it, and I'm going, and she's having these moments. I'm like, damn, it's like the character. Like for as much as Skyler does, does it hit for the first time. Hmm? Like, does it hit for her for the first time? She loves it. Okay. Yeah, okay. she loves okay. it. Uh, I can't believe how much I still despise Skylar and her sister. Like, I I thought... Oh, it gets worse. I thought that... I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to hate them again on the on the rewatch. No, no, no. They're they're just as despicable in, in, in the rewatch for sure. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Did they not play, like, the, the suburban white women to a T? Oh, they nailed it. Oh, they they bodied that those characters like they got that shit dialed in. Um, yeah, man, I, I like how how much you just how much you despise them means that they're doing their job. Yeah. And that was the that was the moment when I was like, because uh, 
Remember they used to do the after show shit at the end of like the last two seasons. I think they started doing it for Breaking Bad, and she was on there. Um, the actress they did Breaking Skyler. like they did uh, The Walking Dead. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. talk shit. I, I want to say oh, it was okay. just the, it was either just the last season or the last two seasons. I think it was a, I think it was the last two seasons because okay. remember the last two seasons were kind of like supposed to be one season. That's oh, like, they broke that's, it up. That's, yeah, that's yeah, when, yeah. Is that when like from when they robbed the uh, the train? Yes. 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 Yep. 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 When they shot the little, that was my bad, but when they yeah. when they did the little kid thing, exactly. Okay, got you, got From you. There. Okay, okay. Uh, they start doing the after show, uh, Vince Gilligan and and a few of the writers, and then the actors, uh, Crans. Was Crans- it the same guy from from Talking Dead that does the that did the talking for the breaking? No, no. Oh, okay, uh, it was a different. Part. I could uh, be I could be tripping though, because I know he ran it up after that. Like he ran up to the point where even when he caught the case from like the the shit that he was doing behind the scenes with like he got caught up in the Me Too shit, huh? Brett got caught up. What? In the Me Too shit? That nigga was in there wilding, oh, but but wow. the, the, the they even they had him come like he took a hiatus and then he came back yeah. to the show mm-hmm. and people that were on the show quit because he because they back. brought him back. Yeah. Oh wow, like, it was it was a wild thing, but he ran that shit up still. That's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, I was I was thinking like, about so good at that shit. She was she was I remember vividly her talking about getting death threats and all the hate tweets and everything about and she's like, yo, the fact that y'all feel this way means that I'm bodying my character, but damn, this is a little egregious, don't you think? Like and I was like, damn, she's got a point. So I remember having that, but I'm like, Bro, getting death threats for a character you're it's crazy. That, so. It's crazy. It's crazy. Shout out to shout out to that actress though. She's definitely she's, definitely. she's amazing. Um everybody in the show. I I will say where shows that were that impactful don't age well, Breaking Bad has aged. Granted, it was only five years ago, give or take, but I'm still going to go like, yo, that shit aged fairly well. Because watching it again right now, I'm still like hella engaged. And then I think it also helps being like in the middle of Better Call Saul. And, and remember, I had the, the stupid take of Better Call Saul is fucking with Breaking Bad. A ridiculous take, but I still... Better Call Saul is an amazing, amazing spinoff to a show that was that successful, and they're not attempting to make you another Breaking Bad. Nah, that, I think I think that's what I, I meant to say, um, but I, I said it dumb. Um, let's stay with art. I'm gonna try to frame this without sounding like an angry. Y'all didn't watch the Little Things, the show, the Little Things. No, 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 with the uh, Denzel. No. Nah. Okay. That's the new movie. The new yeah. film. No, I haven't seen it yet. All right. Everybody, Pretty little everybody, things. Everybody, everybody definitely watched that. Little things. Um, attempt to have an... I'll just say that while while we're on... like so I, Before we get to that. No, because go, go. I have a topic on that one. And on the movie? Somebody watched it. But, uh, bro, what the fuck does Jared Leto look like? Like, I don't know if he has short hair or long hair. I, I don't know what the fuck he actually looks like. Like, I've never seen him in, act, like, in That's real life. not, okay, let's not do that. Like, because you're going, you thinking, um, what's the Suicide Squad or whatever. And it's like, nah, he's he's hella characters before that. And he plays the same dude for dumbass films before Suicide Squad when he sort of becomes faceless. Or am I tripping? Nah, he's always been faceless. He's been faceless, and I don't know what Tom Hardy's real voice sounds like. That's fair. The Tom Hardy one's That's fair, a, but the, uh, the, I'm not giving y'all the Jared Leto. Tom Hardy has the craziest English accent. It's nuts. But uh, <laughs> I'm not giving y'all the Jared Leto shit. No, I, he. Bro, I feel like I, he played the same nigga for like a decade prior to like having his like breakout shit. My nigga, because what's his? Well, what does he look like now? Okay, because like, bro, this nigga looked like in that film he looked like fucking Skeletor. Like, I don't know if y'all are, like like it. 
the the changes that he makes, I do not get it. Like that was oh, no, he's just committed. He's makeup. committed. He's committed different. Huh? I think the only person that was ever committed like him is uh Christian Bale. Christian Bale. That machinist shit still to yeah. this day Going blows from my mind. To Batman. Yeah, that still blows my mind. He at least knocked off fifteen years off his life doing that shit. Yeah, that, you think so? that machinist shit for sure. You yeah. think so? Yeah. And just the way he cause you do know he ended Machinist and then what they say in a month and a half he went into Batman. Jesus Christ. Oh, I didn't know it was that. That's soon. a lot of. Was, that's I a lot didn't know. That's like a lot to take away and then put on. Yeah, it was like a month and a half, two months, and then that's what. Uh, how? What's the uh, what's the name club? The the Matthew McConaughey shit. Um, what is that film called? Oh, Breakfast uh, Club. Not Breakfast Club. Nah. Well, something that's the only club I know. Something club. Where, where you where you super skinny in there? Yeah, he yeah. yeah, but he was saying he was running from thinner. This <laughs> nigga just saying shit though. He was running from wherever he was staying to set every day, running there and running back to lose that weight because it was like over a period of time that he had to like he had to become the character. The character had AIDS, right? Yeah. So it was like, damn. Really think about uh, who played Joker. He. The, oh no no, our Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. A apple a day. Oh, that's right. That was Apple a Day. Was Joaquin? Yeah. A apple a day. That for for Joker or for for Joker? Oh yeah, when he was doing that shit, that, that shirtless get, thing, when he had like the just morph in his body and stuff. It, that just shit to crazy. get that skinny, yeah, for the role. When and, he was doing that thing in the mirror, that shit was sick. Like when he was like messing with the back and stuff. I didn't yeah. know if that was like yeah. that. Yeah, that was. Wild. Yeah, what, okay, we now now L's fucking me up because now I'm going. Now I can't even think of those films, but I feel like Jared Leto was the same person for at least a, at least a decade. Nah, bro, I don't know what Jared Leto, Leto looked like. Somebody tell me. Yeah, you're bugging. You're bugging. This nigga was the same nigga forever. forever. All right. And then I think I'm used. To, and, oh, and he was in. It's Dallas Buyers Club. He was in that movie too. Um, look at look at Jerry Requiem Lowe. for a Dream, American Psycho, Fight Club. Look at Jerry Lito's last five films and let me know what that nigga look like. Panic Room. That's what it. Panic Room is one of the ones where it's like his breakout. Yeah. Panic Room. Yeah. He wasn't in panic. Room. He was absolutely in like panic I said. Room. What the fuck does Jared Leto look see, like? That's, see, that's see, that's the that's the that's the like, one that got shot, like early. Yes, he was the one that but got then, shot by, then, the, by the main dude, right? By the main, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh hell, no. I didn't know that was. See, I didn't know that was Jared Leto. Yes, that's yes. what I'm saying. What is Jared Leto could walk in this room right now and I wouldn't recognize you. You cat. That's cap. All right, that's cap. Okay. Um, his this his film his uh. Damn, but shout out to him though. Like, shout out to everybody that was on that cast. Like, the well, everybody did a, did a thing, but the main three actors, like they 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 did the Academy Award thing initially for a fucking reason. Like, there's a reason why those three actors have an Academy Award. So my question to both of you, it film makes buffs, no fucking sense how great their performances were in that film. Star-studded cast, cast, either. The highs are really high. The lows are significantly low. They never do the middle, like, B movie that's just like, ah, it was all right. It's usually, like, extremely great or extremely bad. This one, you're going, you're going this one made sense? Yeah, it, it was it was mainly scripting, though, because the, uh, 
it I feel like it had a lot of a lot of freedom for them to be them within it. Mm-hmm. Um it it like not giving away anything. It's a it's basically LA Noir. So it's okay. basically them it's 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 everybody on their detective shit with like tracking down a fucking uh supposed killer and what they're like trying to figure out no, not not trying to figure out, but the fact that there's like we had the conversation last pod about you being a workaholic. So you being so like in, in it, when you're a detective, you being so wrapped up in the fact that you have to catch this killer by any means, mm-hmm. even if it's not the correct killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have to close a case and you end up losing out on hella shit. You end up losing out on family, losing out on. Uh, your own health, all kind of shit, just all goes down the fucking toilet when you are wrapped up in being right by any means. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a it's an interesting take on L.A. Noir. So yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I I, I have that on my list of to dos today. Um, as far as films go, uh, Highway Men. I made it through. Finally, I, I wanted to see that from the time I saw the trailer. Highway Men. Uh huh. That's uh, Costner that? and Harrelson. Um, yeah, same thirty. What is it? Nineteen thirties. That they're uh, trying to catch Bonnie and Clyde or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But they're the they're the retired like sort of removed old Texas Rangers that got to come out of retirement type shit. And it's just like, I don't know. Them, I'm a sucker for them kind of movies. And when you put two two motherfuckers with acting chops like that and on in the same film together, and then the 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 supporting cast is a ridiculous, like, star-studded cast. You're like, bro, these, these movies can't fail. Or they shouldn't, at least. So I'm, I'm like, I'm curious as to what... There's a... Because Costner's Costner for a reason. Harrelson's Harrelson for a reason. Denzel, Jared Leto, and the movie you go on paper, that has to work. But there's still those times when they just don't quite work for whatever reason. And I'm trying to trying to understand better what that is. It's like, just as a storyteller. Um, yeah, I was about to say, I think that would be an embarrassment on the writer. Uh, because I feel like on the writer side, you may have had these particular people in mind. But you since you have them, you didn't. It's not crutching it, but I think that you do try to do try to work way too much into the smallest of moments when literally they can just be on the screen and show why they are who they are, as opposed to you trying to write them into a certain position. Oh, see, it, it, oh go ahead. No, I go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think it it got to do with. Directing. See, that's where I was going. I wanted to say director too. Uh, directors and energy. Because mm. they do be fucking it up. Yeah. Like even after you write a script, it's like the person that wrote it, unless the person that wrote it is the director, they don't really have no more control over it. Like there's there's actually a person hired that's supposed to make sure that they keep the story of the script. But if a director's like, nah, that scene really don't need to be here, then that scene could be gone. Yeah. But I feel like. When it comes to directors, and like you said, when you got people like that, how much do you really need to try to control what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And how much do you just let them go? Like in The Irishman, no, when they're sitting at the table and it's like Robert Down, it's like Robert De Niro, uh, damn, it's like three Robert, of them, they're sitting in the table. De Niro, the, Pesci. Yeah, and they're like sitting at the table at the, they're sitting at the table and they're talking. Uh-huh. And, 
Martin Scorsese was just like, all right, you guys know your lines, but whatever you guys want to do right here, kind of just let it go. And that's why if you watch that scene, there's a point where they kind of go off topic and they talk about something that's just like off topic. It, it sounds like a real conversation. Yeah. But that's because they chose to do that. And then Martin Scorsese was like, yeah, just do it. You guys know what you're doing. Yeah. But some directors, they want to prove that they're the director so they don't let people with the chops just so how, do what they need to do. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too. Though. But I was, I was thinking more so like writers that are the directors. So that's, oh, that's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So how much, but I, I only place I challenge that is like how much is Scorsese gotten to learn that over time as opposed to did he start off trying to like hella insert himself in the, in, in like, in his early films, would he have gone like, nah, that ain't, that ain't how it go. You exactly, know? but that all comes with time. With time. Yeah. It's just like you rapping and you're breathing. Mm. That's real. That's real. And it's, it's really, it's just really dope to see, um, it feels like one of those things is such a such a nuanced balance, you know. But it's 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 dope. I I I not only ask that because, again, as an attempt not to sound like an angry, bitter artist or what have you, the economics of creativity is becoming way more apparent, way way more of a of a thing we have to understand. So, Kendrick and Day Free start PG Lang, uh, Cole and them start their production company out on the East Coast. Tyler Perry opens his 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 uh, film studio. Issa Rae's opening her studio. Kev on stage is opening his studio. Um, Lena Waithe and her partners have opened up Hillman Grad. All these black creatives are going nah, fuck that. Um, uh, uh, Robert Townsend has been doing it forever. Um, a lot of black creatives have been doing it forever. So the ones that I didn't name, don't think I'm just like not fucking with you. It's just like it's just really dope to to highlight the the, the current ones that are thinking from and an infrastructure standpoint as a means to sustain it. And we'll talk about um, Dallas Austin on 85 South Show too because he sort of talks about how Atlanta built an infrastructure for the industry as opposed to just being artists. Um, G, you and your, you had the PG Lang, Calvin Klein commercials. It's what art should be. It's corporate. Calvin Klein's one of the biggest companies. Uh, them and Tommy artists have the same distributor whether people know that or not. Uh, but they've completely relinquished the creative to PG Lang as not just the hired contracted talent. They've hired them as a creative agency to go. Do y'all think? And 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 looking at them things, I feel like that changes the entire brand. Yep. Like the it it brings them into today, which is fucking interesting to even talk about with Calvin Klein, but. Um, them things was super fucking impressive, bro. <laughs> like I, I, I have nothing else to say but how impressive that them that those things are shot. Yep. It looks, it feels like videos the entire time, but yep. like it's, yeah. it's, it's great. You know, like it's, it just, it's flawless in a way for me. And it was interesting to see like the different creatives that have lent their talent to it. Hmm. Like, is that, is it also kind of like a like a Rock Nation type deal? Or is it just so, like individuals? It's slightly. It's, it's like slightly, streamlining. Like they are they just connecting the individuals to the product or it's whatever? Slightly or different. Are they a part of PG Lang? Slightly, slightly different. Um, where PG Lang is a house for creatives, they do have artists, Baby Keem, um, uh, Why uh, Brent, like 
That's a hell of a lineup already. Already, and then there's people. There's people that that I'm, that are not naming. But oh, and uh, what's the name uh, from uh, from uh, Europe? Uh, Jordan. Okay. Jordan. Uh, what's her name? Jordan something. Jordan playing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Grace Anchor. But what what is what is the one that Drink was singing about? What is attempted to be done is. So what happened? What ha- so. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, so, Calvin Klein, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, Adidas, brands, right? They have an allocated budget for a project. They go hire a creative Jordan ag- Smith. Jordan Smith. They go hire a creative ag- agency. Jordan Smith or Georgia Smith? Georgia Smith. My Georgia bad. Smith. My bad. Um, they hire a creative agency. Usually, those creative agencies are headed by white men and women, for the most part. Um, and these brands, in the most more recent years, have gotten more a little bit more aware of their their demo and who they who they need to engage with, not necessarily sell to, but activate in order to be able to sell. It's a difference. And what has happened is that these agencies have been able to contract a Kendrick to come curate the 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 soundtrack for for Black Panther or you could just hire my production company that I just started and we can see it through from beginning to end and we don't have to take a percentage that the agency is going to kick us back when the agency gets the whole budget also oh, that the agency is hiring me or I could just start my own agency, and y'all could just hire us direct, as opposed to having to have this middleman. Unteach predictions. So, I think fire, most fire um, videos. See what I'm saying? But it's it it it, it is a true. It's a, it's it's the it's the equivalent of the the tigers who normally occupy the the rainforest rainforest of Mexico being spotted in parts of fucking uh, America now. Where it's like, wait, what are they doing? It's like, the rainforest in Mexico are being burned. It ain't really no food. It ain't the most conducive habitat. We're going to head north. We're going we gonna to reproduce and figure this shit out. We're going, we're going to adapt. We're going, as artists, we've seen what y'all did to rock and roll. We've seen what y'all did to jazz. seen what y'all did to R&B music. We can't, we can't allow this to happen. And I don't know how much of conversation has been had where there's unity and like collaboration, but f- fuck, man. Shout out to Issa for putting hella people on. Shout out to TDE for putting hella people on. Um, shout out to Cole and Dreamville for putting hell- mad people on. Tyler Perry put mad people in the game. Um, it's black folks that's giving up the game as far as like building infrastructure, building industry in your respective regions and going fuck having to move to L.A. Fuck having to move to New York. Fuck having to move to Nashville. You can do it in Atlanta. You can do it from the Bay. You can do it from wherever you are. Wyoming. We're going to see. <laughs> We're going to see. It's it's just really something to be said for building industry. Um, Dallas Austin was on the 85 South show and spoke at length about 
his rise, him, Jermaine Dupree, and their connection and and their connection to organized noise and working in the same studios and and testing their songs at the skating rings. And it's just like, oh, every time he said something, I was like, God damn. Yeah. I'm well, I met him last year or two years ago, two years ago, um, at A3C. And he's at like taking questions and as a fan of him, as a fan of him and Dre specifically, their early work, you can hear how much they were influenced by the Bomb Squad. And so I just like, yo, talking influences, like, was it Dre or Bomb Squad for you? And he was like, how'd you, how you know that? It's like, just as a fan, you can hear the, what the bomb for me, what the bomb squad attempted to do with Public Enemy was just like they took all these dope ass samples, all these James Brown breaks and these different um, Bob James breaks, and just merged them, mashed them shits together. Sometimes they wouldn't even be in the same key, for crying out loud, but they worked. Where Dre and Dallas showed up, they're doing the same shit, but at the very least, they're making it fit, or they're having session players come replay it to where it felt like something. Um, and it's really, really, really dope to hear him talk about getting fucked out of his first deal, essentially, um, and making sure that that never happened again and that it didn't happen to other artists. And I, I don't know. I just thought it, I thought it, I thought it was a really, really dope conversation. And shout shout out uh, Los and Clayton English. We talked about was that last week we talked about Clayton being one of the funniest motherfuckers. Like, yes. G, did you watch this week's episode? No, nah, I missed it. Oh, my God. Them two them two t- left together because I think for where, where Carlos and, and DC make up and for, like, physical comedy to keep up with Los, mm-hmm. Clayton intellectually might be fucking with Los, honestly. He might be, he might, so it makes Los works harder and be funny. Completely. So So watching Los be funny from beginning to end because he's competing with Clayton. Because Clayton, Clayton don't take no jokes off at all. And you're like, bro, this shit is hilarious. Like it's it's. And then Dallas was hella funny. Yeah, that's what Dallas was. That's what made stop it, laughing at times. That's what made it tight. Because he was his jokes were actually landing too. And I was like, oh, this is this is fucking epic. Mm. Um, but it's just dope watching black folks to talk history. Talk current history. Dallas get his flowers. Um, him then give his flowers to Clayton and, and Lowe's in 85 South as an entity. Um, this is really dope, really dope dynamic. Did you have anything specific from that conversation that you wanted to highlight? One of the things that I want to highlight, because it kind of, for me, connects back to the reef, mm-hmm. was him talking about his studio. Yeah. And he was like, you know... We got Short in one room. We got George Clinton. George Clinton in another room. Eric Sermon. Yeah, Eric Sermon. He's like talking about how, like, I made the studio and made it so people could come here and collaborate, hear what the other person's doing so they can raise their shit up. Yeah. And, you know, everybody can feed off of each other. And when he was talking, the only thing I pictured was what you do here with the reef. Yeah. Nah, man, that that means a lot Uh, because... Lately, you know, as with the pandemic, not being able to perform and and go earn monies and uh, earn money in other ways, it's been like, yo, well, you know, make the studio. It's the studio. Start clients. It's like, dog, like that's not what the shit was built for. 
Like it was it was built because I know in a, a ridiculous amount of talented people that don't have a consistent space to sort of meet up, trade ideas, play your music, get info, come collab, whatever whatever that is. And and it, and again, investing in IP, right? So yeah, nigga, we could we could Joe Schmo off the street that has a budget, but I tried that shit, man. Niggas is trash for real. Like I'm not. That's not even being like trying to be like like funny or anything. It's like no niggas really suck at at making music and think they're dope. And because they got budgets, and some of the some of the nicest cats don't have no budget. Not right now because it's not way. It's not the way it's set up. We don't. The Bay Area doesn't have an industry or an ins- or any way to insulate talented people. So let's be that. Let's inv- let's invest in the future and see what the fuck happens. And. Everybody loves the Grand National shit. Season one was recorded at SK. SK was 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 a part of that process. So the studio time setup was different. He was like, "Yo, y'all come record. I believe in y'all." Salute to SK at Slapwagon and putting and putting that play together. And it was like, "Damn, man, SK really looked out and, and we put together something special." And off of that, the reef was done by then. So BTS was done here. Um. Like it's it's just really it's really dope to see how much B, B Simmons got fired me like so many Jane's new album sounds fucking insane Deuce's record sounds crazy like so much of the new music is being made in between these two studios where it's just people who care about um, talented people finally having a, a consistent space to develop and to and to build Kariga uh, uh, Riggs new shit sounds nuts like it's just people just constantly working. Um, so nah, that thank you for saying that, Lex, because I was watching that going. I didn't even make the connection to the reef. I was just like, I just been having these moments where in the middle of the night somebody will call for something and I'll be able to just roll out the bed, drive back downtown at three in the morning and come do what I need to do. And instead of being annoyed that I had to do it, being fucking grateful that I could come to a space, edit, get some work done, and not have it be held up by all oh, men. I can't let you in. It is how much you need to deny. This is my shit. Yeah. This is our shit. We could do whatever the fuck we want in terms of like making sure our tour, our stories are told the way we want them to be and that we're represented the way we want the Bay to be represented. And I'm proud to say that that shit is, it's having an impact. There is a shift. Quality is through the roof. Ian, Ian Kelly just fucking dropped. Kells is dead on Jamla. When I say, when I... So there's this thing that happens where oh they sleeping on me they sleep they doing this it's like and sometimes that shit is true but let's take that out of the equation because it's something I had to work through they not sleeping on you you just got more work to do but then for all that they sleeping on me shit you finally get your opportunity and most motherfuckers get the opportunity and go, all oh, the work's done, I can rest now. Ian gets signed to Ninth Wonder in Jamla Records. Salute to Jamla, Rap, GQ, Eric G. That whole, that, that, they got some other shit going on. Um, crisis. Um, they got some other shit going on. That, that, is, that is grade A exceptional black art that is changing the world. We already knew they were special when they signed Q because Q's different. Like, don't, can't nobody do what Q do. So it was like, damn, that's a big look. They got Q. Kells gets there. You're like, damn, that's big because we know Kells is dope. 
but it's dope. It's great that they know he's dope. What happens to you in the system? Hmm. So plug and play. He's in the system. Champion comes out and it's fucking fire. You're like, damn, I wish more people got to feel it or whatever. But that's that's so it's such short, short thinking when you start thinking like that. It's his first release on the label for crying out loud. It's not give give it some time. This isn't nineteen ninety-three where you your debut record sells a million. This ain't that. Times have changed. All right, cool. Now it's not now it gets a release date for Kells is dead. But we sitting here and played that record from top to bottom, and I just like I never been so impressed. In my life, like sitting that close and going, oh, you out of here. Because you didn't make an excuse once you got your opportunity. You actually turned up. Like, that nigga doubled down, start hustling like crazy just to have income to be able to pay for studio time. Send records back and forth. Him and Eric G, Knife, uh, Zena's got a beat on it. Like, watching him put that record together and be as resourceful as possible some of the most amazing shit to ever witness and and to be so 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 immensely proud of how beautiful that record is the visuals look like some nigga like you like oh he this is different this ain't no rap shit this is he's a star in the making and he bet on himself and had the support from his label and it's when all the parts start clicking you go this is really really proud so Kells is dead is out right now uh, buy it for real, but uh, stream it and listen to it on repeat. Watch the videos. Follow First Name Ian on on IG. An amazing record and an amazing record. Uh, got a joint on their car repaired. Hopefully that visual will drop soon. It's some of the most be- beautiful shit you'll ever see. Uh, just again, but just watching people do that. No, I don't know how we got there. There's a point to that. Dallas. Dallas, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm glad I got to say it though. Whatever whatever sparked me, remember that I'm glad remembering that. I'm glad I got to say it. Um Oh, building shit. That's what it was. Black folks building shit. That's what it was. L. P talking about the clubhouse shit. I thought I was bugging and wasn't gonna rant about it. <laughs> and then you put it in your notes and I was like, Hallelujah. Yeah. What what was what did you can you give the listeners, the gist of what he was saying and what you, how you processed what he meant. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's kind of the thought process with the whole clubhouse thing, anyway. But uh, basically, what Q, what what Pete was talking about was that I'm still thinking about uh, Q ass. But anyways, good job, Q on uh, on drama. But um, uh, what Pete was mainly talking about was like the the idea that some like a uh, and a tech company or a, a tech idea. Uh, so something that venture capitalists put money into, which is something that venture capitalists do. So venture capitalists just put their money into multiple pots and then just see like what booms. And then that's where they just start flooding their money into at some point. Uh, so with this particular idea, Clubhouse came about. Uh, Clubhouse was created uh, early on. It was I think the idea behind Clubhouse was to for them to pass information amongst each other, right? Like wasn't that the idea? Like yeah. it was something that allowed them to basically get online with each other and have these conversations with each other just to pass ideas amongst each other without like being able to invite individuals to do this shit so that the public would not know how information is getting passed. Yeah. And then it grew to something that 
um, like our community ended up jumping on um, that would then run the number up. And now the valuation went from being, I don't know if it, I don't know what the valuation was initially. It's, uh, it's over a billion now, though. But it's over. But it's over a billion now, uh, valuation. And he was just saying that now, like, the, look at the look at you guys once again, uh, making somebody else go a build somebody else shit. <laughs> go, making another making making somebody else rich. Like, that once, don't give a fuck about again. you. Like went in there, made it hot. And it was just talking about like the you know if a black person made that shit that shit was hilarious when he yeah. said that but it was true yeah. it was it was a cold truth like the cold truth is sometimes funny let's talk about like if a black person made clubhouse you'll be talking about what the fuck is a club like it, it's Facts. not it's not a club like Facts. so why are you calling it a clubhouse like you know like the the excuses that you make when it's a black your, person involved in it, when it's one of your people, you know what I mean, and then how you just so effortlessly, effortlessly just jump on board, invest in. All kind of shit. Time and don't and and don't and not even really invest because you're not getting a payout from it. You just there because it's it's lit and it can and it can up your status. So time is an investment, man. And it's this 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 fucked up conversation in and around status. Um, salute to the hope class uh, for entrepreneurs. Uh, Nana Court Smith, Kev D, the whole whole crew at Five Ten. Um, I encourage anybody to sign up. Uh, such an honor. Um, I'm only two weeks in the class and. I didn't have my ass kicked both weeks in terms of things, um, identifying weaknesses uh, within myself and shit that I need, I have to address. Um, but one of the conversations been having um, that just that just that just resonated, resonated so so loud. Um, it pertained. It it lit, it lent itself. To this and just I, I and how we, how we identify the different fallacies and whatnot. Um, so I'm watching Clubhouse and then talking about talking having these conversations about status and how much more um, value status has for the collect, for collective group of Black folks than actual wealth does. Yeah. Like status versus actual wealth, like shit that can actually change your life versus something that is just perception. And it's a complete mind fuck because you're like, wait a minute, fam. Like, and then it's as, it's as simple as, it's as simple as like, yo, the things that you've acquired versus what your bank account say. And how precious these things are versus like your, your, your balance <laughs> in, in your checking or your savings or what have you. Um, or even assets you may have tied up somewhere else. And it was just like, it's like, damn, okay. And the concept is like, yo, who who you are at your core is who your business is. And trying to partition the two is just goofy. Because it's like, oh, you think you're going to be a shitty person and then run a, great, run a great business? No, that's not how that works. It's not. And I'm watching the Clubhouse Phenomenon, and there's a room that Joe Budden was hosting where it was a, it was a black inventor that was helping... Um, it was some something in and around content, content management, and the payouts, or what have you. It was something very, very specific, like a very niche service that would have been beneficial, beneficial to creatives, and would have had better payouts than Instagram, than YouTube, what have you. And the amount of questions and the ringer that they were sending this man through, that they were justifying it. 
and going and telling him straight up to his face in the chat room that they were they were asking him that because he were black and his whole point was but y'all y'all put your content out for free on IG and they were like yeah but our likes and our engagements and our followers and how much money I generate through and he's like and you could hear the defeat in his tone cuz he thought he thought his main selling point like if he were on Shark Tank he would have led with well, y'all give it away for Instagram and whatever on free. Here, I'm at least letting you retain, and here are the splits. Whoop de whoop de whoop. And what he thought his tagline was gonna be was the shit that was having them getting the, getting the the crowd in the in the room more hysteric at him. Yeah, they were they were doing the job for them. Yeah, like without even knowing it, you are the foot soldiers for these large companies. For these large companies. So and so, P makes that point. You put it in the chat. And I'm going Wall Street is the biggest gangsters for real, for real. Big time. Cause they not gonna let they not gonna let you niggas get money for real like that. Ain't no bullshit. That had me take all of my investments out. Like I I, I sold all my shit. Um off the just off the principle of what Robin Hood did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that was, that was complete bullshit. I G, and this is not a knock to you. This is not a knock to to no one. Because uh, I'm glad you actually did something. I'm glad you actually had some action behind it. Everybody else was just talking. And my confusion is in and around wealth doing what wealth does. This ain't, oh, everybody gets some. This is not how that shit work. And so... I was what what made me proudest, what made me happiest is like every every function we went to, every party we went to, even every meetup we went to, somebody was trying to put somebody on um about stocks and investments. Uh we went to Vegas when we were finishing blood ties. Uh Freak and I went back for the release and we went and had a meeting. We were we went to meet about something completely different and the whole meeting turned into Freak leading the room in and about investments. And I've never been more impressed. Never been more impressed because he just knew he knew his shit. And shout out to the Reddit gangsters, you know, doing doing their thing, going, oh, we can beat the system because they can. The system is mad fucking vulnerable. Somebody did it. And they're like, nah, y'all not going to get money cheating because we the only ones that get, can get money cheating. How you, how, how you think this, nah, you don't, this don't work like that for y'all. And I keep... I'm, I just I I have a hard time being mad at folks doing what they do, what they've been doing, what they always gonna do versus going. All right, we hit a lick. Now, now that we see what time it is, can we not just put our bread together and not fuck with them at all? But it's like nah. Back to P's point with Clubhouse, it's like. It's these little these little lessons don't be enough for whatever. And I'm like, yo, when is it gonna be enough for the 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 majority? I'm not even asking for everybody to wake up, but I'm just asking for the majority to wake up. Come fuck with your people, because it's plenty. There's plenty of bread for us. There's plenty of opportunity. There's plenty of ways to. There's plenty of creative ways. I'm not talking about investing in no fucking rappers. No buying no fuck that. I'm talking about act, generating actual wealth and building actual systems and infrastructure and and curriculum and education um, to really shift how our how our dollar is distributed and then how it's grown. 
right? Um, I don't know, man. What? What? How did you? You you clearly felt the way because you you acted. Um, how? Can you walk me through the timeline? Because I because I know what my timeline was, and I was just watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, how how re- how real time was all the information for you in comparison to the at your actions and shit and what you eventually ended up doing? Uh, I mean, real time. The actual um, like the whole GameStop thing was. Was whatever, because of course, like I'm, I'm not one of the billionaires, so I wasn't short stocking the idea. So yeah. like, I wasn't on that one. I did um, have a initial idea just about AMC before this whole thing took place. Yeah, um, to put money into AMC um, off the simple fact that I knew theaters were going down yeah. and I thought of AMC as a large enough brand that if it ever recovered that AMC would be the one to to jump off with Fair. if anything was going to happen. So like as as theaters were were down like downtrodding and going out of business, AMC was a big enough brand that if there was a uh uh just a shot in the dark on an on um a company it would be AMC. Um so with that being the case and having bread in that and that shit shooting up, that shit was dope. Hmm. Uh, even if it was like something that was like fake, you know what I mean? Like even which is a lot of the shit is you can't see it anyway, so it is what it is. Uh, but that shooting up was dope. It was a lot sooner than I thought it would be, so that was that was dope or whatever. But to stop it because of like how everything was going or whatever um, was interesting to me um, and was a good time to pull out, but uh, was also eye opening on just playing the game in general because my idea has always been that I get it like the um like investing in your own and uh doing that and other like it, it's it's a it's a great idea but the thing about it is just like the the some of the fear in it you would say is that people have been down for so long hmm. that when you finally start to do like come together and and invest in each other. Um, some of the corruption that can take place from being down for so long, you know what I mean. So there, I uh, and when you're dealing with like your everything you got, dealing with corruption is a little bit different in a corrupt situation already. I'm not I'm not talking about new corruption. I'm talking about this thing has been corrupt for. Y- hundreds of years you know what i mean like the time the time has been in endless on corruption on that one but at least you know how corruption plays in there yeah. you know what i mean like you can play around with that one you can play around with those with the current rules you know the current rules in place but on this particular situation man like even if it was foul um even if it was foul ball from like the lower going up it was still it was still something like okay now what is your play hmm. you know what i mean because if you've been corrupt this entire time what is your play now and if your play is just to halt and change as far as like regulation goes then it lets me know you pussy for real yep you know what i mean and like the cuz y'all the last niggas that want more regulations cuz y'all been fucking you feel around me? fucking around you feel me so so <laughs> so you, you you real pussy like like i knew you was pussy but you just now confirmed now me. you confirm the pussiness yeah. in it so let me pull this out. Yeah. The, let me let me let me take the the uh, the winnings that I got. Yeah. You know what I mean, and then see where I want to take it from there. Yeah. But 
that part right there was all I like was my last piece like I needed as far as like uh, understanding wise on like just who I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Like hmm. because I've been getting so many uh, clues throughout life on who the fuck I'm dealing with. You yeah. know what I mean? But like it's not a matter of like uh, how many times can you touch a stove until it you know until you realize that this motherfucker is hot. Hmm. It's not that. It's that nigga. I've built up a level of um, of uh, fucking. I can touch a stove all fucking day and understand how hot this motherfucker is, yeah. but is this motherfucker me? You know what I mean? Like, it, is this stove as bad as I am? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like how it, like the, the tug and pull that we're having. And in this particular situation, it was like, oh, y'all not. Hmm. And that shit, and I don't want to say it hurts my soul, but it's more so like, it's like, ah, bro, like, cause y'all been bluffing for so long. Yeah. Like the bluff is like the bluff is nuts to me. So it just it just makes you pull your shit out and then think a little different. But you about said it. it. Money ain't real. That's not real at all. Nah, Money man. ain't real. This this proves it, right? Yeah. Like if 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 people didn't believe it before, this proves that. Lex, no? Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's how I looked at it. I looked at it like, oh, now that I feel like whoever they are. They're like, oh, you motherfuckers found a way to get this type of money. Mm. Let's pause real quick, and we'll figure out a new way to make a different type of currency. And that's where my head goes. So, money's not real. Money, but money is real to people that is in the process of making money. Making money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people that are on a come up, that money is very fucking very real. real. You know what I mean? But to them, money's not fucking real. It's just a bro. The cold part was fucking the the owner of the Mets. Um, like him going through the shit that he was going through because he started receiving death threats because he's one of the one of the billionaires that was short stocking this GameStop situation, mm. and um. And the the fans and like the people that follow the Mets or whatever was getting at him about can he play the can he pay the payroll for the Mets, hmm. um, you know, with this latest you know little thing whatever right, and he was like yes I was pissed off I'm pissed off about it right now like he was emotionally driven by this little situation because it shorted him but bro he's worth fourteen bill. <laughs> So like it was like in the minute in the moment of him like overreacting to this day that he lost money on, hmm. he snapped back into it and was like, "What? How do how do you figure that the payroll has anything to do with the toilet paper I just lost?" Hmm. <laughs> that's the way that he, he snapped back into focus on that shit, right? Yeah. That let that's how that's how money is played around with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it isn't for like the the billionaires. Yeah, they're pissed off. Or whatever. It's only because they've never lost. You know what I mean? It's, so that's what it is. So they've lost, but they haven't. You know, uh, lost lost when it was a short thing. They have never done that. This was a fucking short thing for them. So for me this entire pandemic and i've been, and i and i haven't i haven't said this cuz it it it's still even to this day as i'm about to say it right now if it, it it does feel um it does feel like a um like a thought i need to be i need to be responsible with and and, and responsible for and careful with but i can't help but keep feeling like the pandemic is a direct on ta- a direct attack on um on new on new wealth and by that i mean 
The poor in their eyes. Yeah. Like because who? new wealth is still the poor in their eyes. It, exactly. It's the same thing as the great Gatsby. Like you dealing with the you dealing with a nigga that just got money still is somebody that you can you can emotionally fuck with. Yeah. As old money, like you can still get to the, you can still press buttons on new money. Exactly, and so that's what that's what I that's what I'm having a hard time with. And as 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 a pandemic unfolds, uh, from 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 LA and their mandates, from the new CDC shit, it's like the CDC is mandating that mask be uh are mask are mandated on public transportation, airplanes. I'm like. That hadn't been the case. Like, why is that just now being mandated now? If nigga, I, I I didn't flown through the pandemic and you had to have your mask on. I so I thought. So now it's now it's actually mandated. What the fuck is going on? And in L.A., you can't. Um, they doing. They're back to outdoor seating, but they can't have TVs on as a means to not have people congregate as a direct response to fucking the Super Bowl. What, fam? What's going on? Cause it's still is is the what which vaccines to get uh, the 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 what what is it down at um, Dodger Stadium they were offering fucking uh, vaccines and and a bunch of and a bunch of uh, right wingers went and blocked that whole shit off so they had to shut it down what the fuck is happening people none of it makes sense and economically. There's only a few people that are protected from an insurance standpoint and just just being able to earn. But all the people that was getting it, getting it off the grid technically. And it's a lot of this entertainment money that the government have a hard time keeping up with and accounting for if we being real about it. So back to the initial conversation. The reason why people was getting life in prison when it came to when weed was not legal was only because there was no way to get money off money off the people that was getting money away from normal work like it it has nothing to do with the drug they made they made a war on the drug but it has zero to do with that it has to do with you making money without them being able to get money from you that's it did y'all watch the new crack documentary on netflix no i haven't seen that so y'all probably like bro how many more of these do we need right i imagine that's kind of the thinking in and around it no the trailer looked dope i just haven't got to get to it it. when y'all watch it, cause that, well, so let me tell myself then. My thing is, I don't need to watch another. I didn't see all the shit. I'm watching Snowfall. What, what more can you tell me? Bullshit. They figured out a whole another economics. <laughs> but even that, G, to a certain point, I thought I understood the yeah. economics thoroughly. No, no how, now, how thorough it is. It's so thorough. Now they got the CIA agents uh, sitting down telling and and being it's, hella it's, hella casual about it. Oh, we needed to fund the war, so we dropped some. We dropped some. We got some dope from Colombia. We got some from here. And we dropped that shit off in the states. It's 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 the laws that are created around it. You know what I mean? Like the the, the it's that's that's the cold thing about um the color of law. Mm. Like the book, the yep, color the of law b- is 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 them breaking down the laws that were created in order to fund these ideas. Yep. You know what I mean? Like in order to make more money from the government, they had to put these policies in place yeah. that would therefore work against the the disenfranchised on this one yeah so like everyone that was getting swept up all these black families that are ruined um the fucking the fact that black families uh, for the most part will be living in a ghetto um close to a plant that is uh eating away that eating away at their health like all this type of things like 
all these things that have come to play. The fact that you look at a protest the way that you look at a protest if it's black, as opposed to it being a a a, um, a, a right of their own for like what went on the what went on at the um, at the Capitol. You know, like there's there's a reason why these mentalities are in place, yeah. and a reason why um, it took so it's t- bro the fact that the FBI the FBI had to put out like do you know these people when they have them on camera? You know what I mean? Is is them still trying to fight against themselves because Facts. it's worked in the play that it wasn't supposed to be them. Yeah. It was cold looking at looking in the mirror in that, t- in that particular situation. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people like there were staff that lost their, lost their lives because they would not take out a person that looks like them. Yeah. It was either you or me. And I chose and to still be hesitated. the fucking martyr in this they situation. Still, they still hesitated and when, when a, and who, when a kid And when he a kid, who hesitates is lost. When a kid has a cell phone, it ain't even a thought. I've just seen another video of a grown-ass cop sliming a teenage black girl. Hey, Jay told you, cement. man. Meet the parents, man. He who, te- he who hesitates is lost. And you lost in that motherfucking world. Bro, this shit... And, it, and so, forget, forgive me. I know people... I know COVID is killing people. This ain't this ain't this isn't a direct attack at COVID. This is a direct attack at how disgusting ass Gavin Newsom what's, what's is. What's the old saying, man? Shit. You can you can walk in the street and get hit by a car, fam. Man, <laughs> what's the, what's the, bro, what they, are you doing? They got they got They still got somebody. Still got to answer for our annual for our annual flu um, fatalities, our annual overdose fatalities, our annual drunk driving uh, fatalities. Like it's a whole bunch of shit. We gotta we gotta we have to directly respond to as a means to fucking shutting down the world and stopping people from earning money, which then is causing more uh, uh, deaths from overdose, more deaths from domestic disputes, more deaths from fucking suicide, more deaths from alcoholism. Fam, what is going on? I feel like that's a fair fucking question. And then when you see goofy shit like Wall Street, which which Robin Hood and the influx of users is a direct result of motherfuckers being at home and trying to find other means of income, then you go, we're going to shut that down too. I'm sorry if it feels connected, people. This is crazy. Yeah, the power regulation coming. It's 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 already, it's, it might be already here. Come on. Like, yeah, Come they, on. They, yeah, they going to do something with this Wall Street shit. Come on. But the next... Target is gonna be this pot and shit because 100%. like they were giving 100%. away free game. One hundred percent. They pot. don't like the giving away the free game. Hey. They can't keep up with it. Hey, it, and that glad you it's said more that. More people listening. Glad like, you it's more people listening. More people taking action. They don't like that. Shit. I'm glad you said that. For all our listeners, prepare. Um, be it. We'll, we'll have once we get it completely fleshed out. There will be a shift in how you have to access the show. Um, this is just as a means to protect. Uh, free form, uh, free free form doc, uh, documentary, and um, and and speech as well. Hold on, we got a we got a uh, we got a special guest, Coco. You hey. on the podcast? Don't say nothing crazy. Hey y'all, happy hey. Sunday, fam. Hey hey, <laughs> what's up with you, bro? I just wanted to know if it was just grits. That's it. My bad. <laughs> my mind is playing. Too. It's look. Hey, don't call I have the a show. Menopause brain. Don't, don't, my brain is on menopause. Don't call my the show brain. to ask about no grits, fam. <laughs> but my my brain is on menopause, y'all. Y'all know I'm 53. Did I say my age on? on we, just, we just said happy birthday to Auntie Carla, so we know how old you is, cuz. 
I'm 35, though. I'm dyslexic. Tell me. Let them know. I love y'all. Peace and blessings on this Sunday. What's good? LG. Love you, man. Love, love. Love, love. Let do you be. I feel like I to come on and do my own show. You gonna do? When you gonna come on? Me, me and Goldie, me and Carla, we gonna come on. That'll be an epic. We should, we should do a mom's episode. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right, I'm out. Love you. All right. Love y'all. Love you. That'd be fun. That would be. That'd be hella fun. Um, nah, man, I didn't. I didn't mean to go down a wormhole. I, no, that that that's a good wormhole though. Like that. I know that was the topic of the week or whatever. But there was a there's there's a lot to there's there's a lot of uh, fallout from that. You know what I mean? Like it's interesting what the next wave of shit is going to be yeah. after. Th- the veil, like the the veil is off. You know what I'm saying. So I, like that's. I swear to God, if niggas go back, if they open the world tomorrow, and niggas go back to doing it how they was doing it in twenty in in March twelfth of twenty twenty, <laughs> I'm a snap. Because this shit is this this world is America's disgusting, absolutely disgusting, um, especially California. But you said that was a topic of the week. I had some shit that almost ruined my whole. 31 years on this earth happened uh, to me. Oh, uh, shit. How do y'all pronounce Aniche? Like that? That's, it's, it's called Aniche, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's called NYC. <laughs> <laughs> look at look at it. Look at it. Look at how it's spelled. No, it's not. It's called NYC. It's I almost I almost kicked the table over. It ain't NYC. Hold on. Is, I, that, what the, is that what the inventor said? I'm about, hold on, no, no, no. I'm about to fuck y'all up. At what point did they switch over there to a Nietzsche? <laughs> no, that's what black people do. <laughs> <laughs> top ramen we, we, we gotta Top put, Ramen is not top ramen, by the way. We gotta put some sauce on it. Oh, we put sauce on everything. Oh man, we gotta, gotta dress it up. You hey, you can't just say hold on, let me I'm not hold on, hold on, hold on. Bro, like I, I just didn't, I just never thought that it would be no, no, that's not NYC. It's, no, no, it's not. It's, it's NYC. No, it ain't. Look at it. Okay, y'all, y'all sound like me. No, it ain't. Y'all sound like me defending. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going there with y'all. You. Sound like me defending. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that's going crazy. There with you. Since we give it up, what up, money? Janelle from Uplifters. This is Monty Draper, LG, Lex Bub from the Meet the Brave podcast. Sir, up, you were on air. What's happening? Oh, what up with it, fellas? Uh, so with it. We we're gonna talk about the dominoes here in a second. However. I was trying to walk the guys through having my life ruined this week, thanks to you. Um, tell them Aniche ain't Aniche, fam. Uh, Aniche is definitely not Aniche. It's, it's, it is N Y C. No, it's not. No, it's not. Still lying, bro. Tell them how much disbelief I had. They that, they sound like me, don't they? Yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> I'm ruining people's lives with that one. <laughs> Culture will never be the same. It never. No, real life. Like I, I'm looking at the word right now, and I still don't see NYC. <laughs> Bro, hey, that, we got you on the phone. Um, we did an awesome shoot. We've been doing. We've got awesome commercial and awesome shoot for the for the Domino collab between Uplifters and Grand National. Um, just real quick, while we got you, can you can you? Because I I could run down the history and 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 I'll have you we'll have, we'll sit down for real and really build. But can you talk more about just the inspiration um, culturally in creating a Domino League, Domino Company, and just an overall collab a, a, com- a company where uh, groups and people can collab and make just dope 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 shit all through and through. 
Yeah, man. Uh, so with the dominoes, I think I think we all could relate to this as part of like our upbringings. But I mean, dominoes is kind of like the intersection where we sit down with family members and friends and just talk about what's going on. And it's an exchange and really it's an exchange of game. So the game itself that we're playing um, with the dominoes, you know, scoring and everything, but like putting each other on game, it might be history that we're learning from family members. It might be the politics of what's going on in our community. All of that happens on the domino table. And so with the, the domino sets, I wanted to really highlight that and then bring it back to the community and really try to honor that history. So uh, the collabo with uh, Grand National is like a reflection of that. Y'all are a pack, y'all are a community. And I think with Uplifters, we wanted to celebrate that with you guys. So um, yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting once these these domino sets get out and then we start to play some games with these sets, man. People are gonna be really, really feeling them. Like the shoot was beautiful. Um, I'm I'm excited for this collabo. It's the first collabo that we've been I've been able to do with a brand like y'all, um, and it's truly a uh, uh, a testament to like your faith in me when we met. Like we met playing dominoes, and yeah. so. Um, I'm really excited for it. This is just the beginning. There's going to be a lot of cool things coming. Me and Lex have been talking. Me and you have been talking about what we could do with the bones. Um, so people are going to be really surprised about what we're going to do. Yeah, you got a question, G? Yeah. Uh, when do you anticipate there being uh, this uh, this time where you can sit down and uh, play with these dominoes? Uh, are you are you calling me out? Because <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen anytime. Uh, you know, nah, nah, um, nah. But I, I was I was thinking more so like on like the on like the public front, like thinking about like yeah. the pandemic and everything. Because when do L, you anticipate? L was prevalent at our for we, us to put these these uh you know the the skill on display. Because L. Yeah, it was always with me at the uh, at the Kingston Eleven nights. Yeah, so yeah, we we missed yeah. those nights. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we all understand like the circumstances we are with this this virus that's around. I think once it's safe, uh, we can definitely you know put it back out there. I think uh, by the time uh, we all get vaccinated or whenever people feel safe enough, I think outdoors is really going to be the space where we do it. I mean, with with Grand National, you could have a concert in the park and we could be playing out there. So I think there's a lot of cool opportunities on the horizon where we, we can be in the community and be celebrating again. So this, in, this, this is another, in question, my opinion, this is another yeah. question that you do not have to answer on Mike, but um, do you believe that this is for the, this is for the entire group too. Do you believe that in, in theory and in, in the real ideas that you can actually just get, the majority of the public vaccinated like we ain't got to uh, get vaccinated fam like you could just get the the super spreaders vaccinated and we'd be good yeah i think so i mean uh it's hard i mean we i think the the virus as i like i understand it it can it can manipulate and evolve and mutate so like uh, I think while many of us may not need to, I think it's the fact that, like, I guess people's immunities aren't as strong if you're not healthy, if you're not Americans. working out and doing certain things. I think that's the, the, the biggest reason, like, not everybody is, you know, on a regimen that allows for them to, like, 
probably not get vaccinated. So gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That, that would be my opinion of it. I mean, you know, I think we all have our skepticisms about it, especially within our community, but I think, uh, people want to feel safe. And yeah. I think that, that this is one way of doing it. I think we, uh, people are going to still be wearing masks, even with the vaccinations. I think that's going to just be a part of our, our paradigm. Like there's been a big shift okay. in this, in the, in the way that we, we socialize now. Like, I think we're much more mindful of like one another's existence and like the impacts that we have on each other. Yeah. Mm. So. so I got to go back to really getting a good idea from the eyes. <laughs> you know, like I got to see, see what the getting eyes story. are like. You know? before, before I let you go, bro, I just need to get yeah. it on record because uh, Brookfield Deuce and Kevin Allen around here telling lies. Uh, the, very, the very first game on the set of the GN Uplifters collab Dominoes, who, who was victorious? I just want to, I just want to ask for records. Man, uh, I can either, I can either confirm or deny anything, but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you that. You, you, you definitely got that W. Thank you, uh, brother. Thank you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you I'm know. Glad, glad we got that on record. I will, I will <laughs> attempt to get w. those gentlemen to tell the truth, but you know, good luck. Good luck with that. Yo, uh, <laughs> Kevin was throwing so many lobs. That's why I really why you won. He looked like, he looked like CP. He looked like CP3 I cannot wait for him to hear this, <laughs> bro. I appreciate you. No, um, I'm gonna sit behind, huh? I'm gonna, tap, I'm gonna tap in after the show. I got some other stuff for you. For sure, yeah. And L, let's play that game. You, it's already good. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, All right, fellas. Well, yep. Yeah. Nah, that's my my dog, man. Janelle, he's just doing he's just doing great stuff. Uh, I met bruh. Um, Shit, that was probably three years ago now. At a at a at a pop up, he was he had he had just built the, the custom tables and put the whole kit together. Uh, L grabbed one, I grabbed one, I grabbed one for my pops. Oh, that's who just called. My bad. Let's see if we can get Young E Baby back on the phone because he just called. Please leave your message ah, for. Damn it, I missed this call. Yeah, missed him. Fuck. Please leave. Call back, um, yeah, man. So, Uplifters Grand National coming very, very soon. Do not miss out on your on your on your special uh, edition. And it's and really what it is wanting to commemorate to his point, like the community and the celebration and, and what we're talking about. Um, we're just coming together. We're so much stronger together, but we've been so conditioned to thinking that. Um, individualism and doing it alone is the way to go and there's only room for one and bro when i tell you that couldn't be any further from the truth and when you start to really do inventory and audit um the successful entities and the groups and 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 if you don't want to go hella old school fine let's go most recent odd future frank ocean sid earl tyler like that that whole collective of people that just supported each other and helped springboard one another's careers and you know they come back and they work damo it's hella people we didn't name tacos fucking a celebrity now like it's you know it's all these different entities that were in and around that great calvin klein commercial that that collective and and what they did to support each other tde dreamville like th- these are these are the recent ones, but if you reach back and you go funkadelic and you start thinking about Motown and all the different people that there was enough space for, that there was enough money for, that there was enough notoriety. Hey, if you only into status, all them niggas was lit at the same damn time. There is a there is a demo and there is a core of people for you. You do not have to not fuck with your folks 
because you trying to just you want it to just be you. That's the goofiest shit in the world. It's so much more sustainable, and it's so much uh, it's it's way easier to do it with a group of people. Granted, that doesn't remove the politics, the navigating, the different human and all that humans and all that shit. But usually, nine times out of ten. If it's some weird sort of energy that you just can't address and discuss, it's probably some weird shit going on with you. So don't bring that weird shit to the, oh, it's hard to work with people. It's hard to collaborate. That, ain't been, that has not been my experience from collaborating the pod with my dogs, uh, to making music. That narrative that black people don't do shit well, is just ha- it has not been my experience bro, since I've been doing this shit. All the situations I've had have been with white people. Like, seri- like when I started to think about that the other night, I was like, hmm. That's fascinating. Since I've been doing music, my e- the easiest people to collaborate and do bust down business with have been have been black folks. So we got to kill that stupid shit too. Um, uh, on that, in the vein of like collaborating in projects, I'm sorry, y'all. We will get back to the show. Um, uh, Smart Bomb and Bandcamp joined forces to drop a compilation um, for Village Oakland and. Yours truly is featured on there. I got a joint from my from my dog uh, DJ Equip. Uh, the other Sal in LA uh, <laughs> sent the sent the dope beat pack, and I picked the joint out of there. Um, soundtrack is on there. Brian Simmons and Josh uh, Josh uh, Ikbon and um, and my boy Nacho on the Trump. They got a crazy joint on there. Uh, J uh, Jada Iman like Imani is on there. Um, Nim Sims is on there. Salami Rose. I mean. I mean, star-studded of, like, some of the most incredible artists you'll ever hear um, right here out of the Bay. And it was another one of those things where it's like, yo, I get to be a part of this. Stanley Ipkiss. Um, it, it just, you know, it, it really it really is dope to just see so many people coming together in the name of, like, yo, we can do, we can really do some special shit. And so all of the proceeds uh, donated to Village Oakland. Um who's doing some really amazing things as well for the city, especially in this time of need where it's really hard to get funding and, and, and people to show up the way that they need to show up for the, for, you know, for the community as a whole. Uh, I myself am not an Oakland native, but I couldn't be prouder to be, you know, to start to feel ingrained in like the art scene and, and the people to reference, you know, when they start talking about, uh, the wave of Oakland and speaking about Grand National um, and and by as by means being wrapped into that, it really is it really is something to be proud of because it really it, there really is truly some special shit happened that uh, that aired last night uh, that aired Saturday night excuse me on Bandcamp and will air again on SmartBomb.com uh, for free so tap in but also make sure you hit the Bandcamp the merch store for SmartBomb. And and purchase the compilation and donate too. Um, that's uh, Water for Oakland, um, Smart Bomb for Village Oakland, and a bunch of artists coming together to make art in the name of um, just supporting the people. That's that. Yeah, uh, Azua. I can't forget about Azua. Um, yeah, man. Happy. Where where do we miss? Did we, can we go to sports? Did we cover everything else, or did we miss anything you guys had? We got everything that I had. Uh, oh, no. Do y'all want to do the T.I. and Tiny shit, or y'all want to stay away from that? Oh, we can do it. I just don't know if people going to fuck with what I got to say. Like, I think I'm on the same wave with you. Okay. okay. You guys going to judge me? I don't even follow it. No, I'm not judging. I, I, 
No, that, that I mean, my take is that I'm fairly sure in this particular situation that the reason why there is no conversation as far as from T.I. side or mm-hmm. Tiny is that there was an NDA signed and you better shut the fuck up before there's legal action. I think that's where I have on this one. Regardless of like what took place, I don't know what took place, but I think in this particular situation there was an NDA signed on all accounts. I that and that's what's throwing me off. I'm so glad you said that because I had not considered that. But that's what's throwing me off. There hasn't been one of those type of. Nah, that's crazy to say. <laughs> that's so <laughs> crazy to say. But I, when I say those type of part, I just mean around quote unquote famous people. There hasn't been one time where there wasn't NDAs at the fucking door, no matter who you were. Um, so I'm curious as to how this is a thing, why this is a thing. I mean, that's the reason why you can't, in this particular situation, that's the reason why you can't go legal with it. So the idea is that you have to go by, you have to go to the public. public. public yeah. So if you're going to go with the public opinion, it's about how much we're going to allow you to talk in the so, public. So that so that was my take this is why that's why i was like i don't know if people are gonna fuck with this so that's my take if there isn't going to be any legal action pursued why the fuck are, why the fuck do we care mm. like seriously because the amount and 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 this this happened yesterday i did this is frustrating as shit but this happened yesterday where I'm sorry, this happened Saturday night where with the Grand National Radio Show, we've been doing a series. Again, this is why context matters so fucking much, too. We're doing a series of, of just paying tribute to our favorite producers, music producers. Uh, we did Dilla, um, and it was the same weekend that, um, that Doom passed away. So we snuck in some Mad Lib and stuff. Mad Lib will get his own episode, but it was like a real dope way to... Pay pay homage to to Doom in the in the in the midst of the Dilla the Dilla episode. After Dilla, we went to Timberland. After Timberland, um, we went to Pharrell. After Pharrell, we're doing Dre on Saturday night. So far, like even in the recording process, y'all, I was in here so fucking geeked because it was like all my childhood basically, and just talking about you know reading those reading the Chronics lighter notes, reading Doggy Style's lighter notes. And just seeing who did what, how many people were. It was just really one of those great stories. And sure as shit, posted and get this mani-ass DM about Dre's history, what he's going through right now with his wife, what the allegations are. And it's like, fam, y'all send y'all kids to school with fucking clan leaders, white supremacists, rapists on the schools and all kind of shit. And here you come talking to me about like, and that's not to go justify one or the other. It's like, bro, like why, why is everything got to be, and why, why, why do black people have to bear the burden of being fucking righteous all like all the time? Mm. Well, I'm just talking, we're just talking about the music and you hear you come on Saturday night with this fake hotep woke shit. Get off my phone. Mm. Get off of my phone. And so to the T.I. and Tiny point, it's like these serious allegations of human trafficking and and holding people like, like bet. Where's the legal action, feds, whatever, y'all go press charges, do what y'all got to do, but leave the public out of it in this whole smear campaign and trying to wage war. It's like, I watch House of Cards, fam, and I know that's like, oh, that's a show. It's like, nah, 
people do some twisted shit in public media as a means to try to sway public opinion, gain some leverage for their for their whatever. And I'm sorry, I just happen to come from a place where I've seen the most stand up niggas get lied on and have their lives ruined. That's happened before. That's not to say that I haven't seen it the reverse where people do some sick shit and never be told on. I've seen that too. All of it is true. All of it is 100% true. So just 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 leave just leave leave the banter and the 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 water cooler conversation in and around some serious shit off the fucking internet. Cuz all it does is undermine real victims, bro. That's 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 I feel like that's a fair fucking point to make. But immediately it's dismissed as like victim shaming or something like that. It's like, nah, fam, I know real victims. Um, I can't remember who who was saying it the other night. Oh, no, no, in fucking class. The same conversation we've been having about how many women have, how, out of the percentage of women you've dealt with over your life, what's the percentage of them that have been sexually assaulted? And every man has is up in, in upwards of 80%. That's terrifying. So now here we go because of status, because of money, we got people coming undermining the whole the, the 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 safe space that is starting to be carved out for victims to come forward. It's fucking sick, dude. I'm sorry. It is it's a really hard thing to grasp. So um I I I the, like the the children there's the children to consider. Um there's livelihood. How much? How much of their livelihood will be compromised because of it? Because it is. It's not. It's. It's. It's not cool. And and if there are true victims of of them like that, that's really not cool. But we here we are stuck in purgatory discussing people's business that just made. They just might be into some freaky shit. That was with all consenting adults, and now here we are discussing what's going on in these folks' bedrooms. It's stupid. It's really really stupid. I I. I I hate the internet. That part of the internet. I love the information and all the other shit we can flex and like e-commerce and like how many millionaires and billionaires are being built through it. But this this is the part of it that I I, I don't really fuck with for real. Um, Yeah. And I I also am like making a point to like not really have conversations around um, situations that I wasn't there for. Like it's it's a it's a hard thing to do because these where we do a podcast so like a lot of this shit is like you kind of have to go by a name and you got to have a conversation in or around it um, in order for people to match up to be a part of the conversation like you got to kind of throw a celebrity out there um, because that's the one that everybody can gravitate to and know in order for us to have some real hard conversations you know like so that's a uh, I get that. I get that connection or whatever, but when it comes to like sexual, um, uh, like assaults and domestic violence, uh, the Wheeler thing was sick too. Like there's not enough coverage on the Wheeler situation uh, from the Seahawks. Um, besides <laughs> him not being there anymore, ESPN wasn't even gonna cover it, fam. Bro, they were trying their hardest not to, bro. Like ESPN they was trying, they was trying to it. give you the top ten. All, t- oh. all sports center, bro. Like, hey, if we can give you top 10 at the top of the show all the way to the end, then we're going to do that, ESP- that If that don't tell you everything you need to know about media coverage, the the biases that exist, um, if that don't tell you everything you need to know, Jamel losing her job, Jamel and Michael Smith 
ultimately parting ways with ESPN only only for, for them to do that shit. Only for them covering shit in and around the president to become their their main their main source of uh, conversation over the next year and a half. Once they departed, it was just like, come on, fam, what are we doing? What are we doing for real? I'm uh, ESPN. I've been done. I've been off ESPN though. I've been done with them. Yeah, no, I was looking at ESPN the other day, and I was like. There's a lot of Stephen A. on here. Like, yeah, like who left? They may not. Bo, Bo, like, they Bo may got, not survive much longer. Bro. Gee, Bo like, got one foot out the door. Hey, quiet as kept. Bo Bingo, quiet as kept. Bo got one, and it's funny because Bo is like super anti fucking up the money, and so he he be trying to be hella cool. Like y'all, y'all got me twisted. Y'all it's think a I'm good bag to have, money. you know? But yeah, and, but he these what, bags on the side are getting larger. Exactly. So Bo, you can't fool nobody no more, Playboy. We see, we see. I see what's going on. It's getting less and less. My right time uh, update is getting less and less, <laughs> nigga. I'm feeling away. You lucky, Evening Jones be doing numbers because the right time hey, be like Evening Jones is about shit. Bro. The right time be so hit, be so inconsistent. Now I'm like, bro, this shit crazy. What's what's really going on? Everybody needs an Evening Jones just to get your shit off. Nah, facts. Tapping into Evening <laughs> Jones. Uh, but yeah, like with the 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 Ti Tiny shit, it's just a you know. Um, hopefully, everybody, if you know whatever the situation is, hopefully it all gets handled uh, the way that it needs to get handled. Um, yeah, and like there's no innocent bystanders that get taken out in between that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a that's a thing. So like if the shit is true, then they should be held up to whatever that situation is. But if it's false, then a then that shit is scum, and you gotta, yeah, folks gotta stop doing gotta that up. shit, bro. You gotta stand on shit. You gotta apologize publicly too. Like the same way you brought that shit to the public, you gotta apologize publicly. No, you don't. It's just gonna go away. It's just gonna go away. No, I'm every- saying like the like the. That's the way I feel about like uh, like uh, like domestic violence, folks. Like the folks that do like the domestic violence shit. Like if you beat on your girl, your your uh, like your pen- your penalty should be. You have to now. You got to go toe to toe with niggas that feel a certain type of way about that shit. Yeah. And if you beat if you beat the first person, this is this is gonna be a royal rumble of just like the next person comes in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a another- they'll always come with the sick like. <laughs> but Put you go. My head, it makes sense. I picture like so the dude win the first one, and then the music just drop. And, and the next part, next like, man up, bro. Damn. Like, hey, just continue as, bro. Like, you, you gotta catch, you gotta catch these hands from, from every everybody. person that fill away. Nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't, we ain't going back to the stone. That's like, like stone. Hey. Stoning is inhumane or whatever. But you can definitely catch these hands from multiple people Nigga. coming at you. That is like, it, it's, it's it's fair ones too. Like, it ain't yeah. like nobody about to jump you. Like, the next man up is gonna like. I felt the way is next man up is coming in. Keep it a buck. That's how niggas used to get in trouble. Your mom tell everybody, nigga. So now you got to deal with your dad, <laughs> your uncle, nigga, your auntie pulling up, nigga, your big, your 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 god brother. Like like, bro, how many times I gotta have the same conversation? Bro, just so with you, me, so man. Your mom, so your mama told me you've been fucking up. Like, <laughs> fam, <laughs> you telling all the business. The cold part is, is that they don't get you in the same day. No, 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 no. no, no, no. It it last. It lasts. It that shit. Like, you be you didn't man. You like, didn't. Fam, did, I did some amazing shit. I didn't did some real good in my life. I, I turned my life around. And here you come. You always want to bring me back old shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was last week. I turned my life around. I'm an honest student now, sir. <laughs> and 
be even worse when you got that one cousin that always show up super late. So he comes when it's a family function. Yeah. And then he bring it up in front of everybody. Everybody. So I heard, nigga. <laughs> and like, then everybody going on. Like, damn. I think he didn't got faded, so can't nobody Sorry, calm really? him down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, because see, that's what's wrong with the, ain't nobody here to check these little niggas. Like, whoa. You turned you turned up at Thanksgiving, sir. <laughs> That's crazy. It's turkey on the table. I was about to say you still got cranberry <laughs> sauce, nigga. You can't. Hey, don't don't you dare have cranberry sauce on your on your plate and try to check me. I'm sorry. Right. I need to fade. Fa- I need to fade. Fam, our hands are intertwined. We are giving thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thankful for, sir? Like why why oh. is this coming up now? Let's. Uh, we need we need a sports a sports corner. Um, Theme some sports corner theme music. Um, when we get into our our, our sports section, yes. what we got? What we got? I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with that. Fuck that's with that. OG. That's NBA Jam. They're facts. Facts. <laughs> that's what the S- SDS. <laughs> with your with your screen real fuzzy. <laughs> This is original. Original. Wow, that was definitely when you only had like a juggle stick. Like that shit went back and forth. That was, All right. de- that was definitely around the time of uh, of uh, uh, um, uh, Bruce Leroy. Facts. Yeah. Um, what you want to Coach K? Or you want to talk this this uh, this Texan situation first? Uh, we can get Coach K out the way. Or Petty Dame. Petty Dame is super quick. Like Petty Dame was just like uh, him dropping them kicks for the uh, the, <laughs> for the OKC the to OKC, commemorate, bro, commemorate that, hitting that fifty footer on hey, PG face. Hey, town nigga strikes again. Hey, shout out, shout out to Dame. Bro, town niggas never forget. By the way, no. No, like no. What well, keep, keep, keep that energy he every time you see him, bro. He like he does let not it go. Had PG not acted like like pure hoe after though, yeah. I think that's more so what it was. Like oh, you fool gays for real, and then get to the Clippers and and double down on the wholeness. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah. So now you're gonna rub it in your face every chance you get. That's right. You know that was a bad shot. That cannot be your response, sir. No. Nobody in your corner told you you couldn't say that. That's crazy. Um. Catch that eye fool. This Deshaun Watson thing, and for the, with the Texans is bother is bothersome, um, because the coach did officially accept the job, and we did we talk about that on air, G, or did we were we talking about that off air during the we night of the fight with air. Todd and them? Yeah, it's, that, no, we talked about it. We talked about that, but then we also talked about the they talk about the black coach thing. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it on there. Just the the positions that black coaches get put in, get asked to dig. Dig these organizations out of a hole. Bro, I've been in the league for twenty five years, and then this and is what sixty five. And this is what you get, got to start with. You're not about to have no quarterback. You trade away your best your your best option as a receiver for not for for essentially nothing. A, 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 a hobbled David Johnson, who at his prime was dope, but it's coming off a of fucking ACL surgery for crying out loud. Um, so justify that if you can. Um, and now. Somebody that's been in the in in the coaching system for as long as they have for their first job to be this one that's in flux that doesn't have the talent on the roster. Here you go, figure it out. 
in a division that has gotten significantly better than it was when when y'all had the bum at the co- at the coaching position for all those years. Man, so real bum. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I just don't know what to say about that. And and the conversation that needs to be had in and around again these industries that are predominantly um, facilitated on the on the labor of black folks. And it's like, well, don't we don't want to hear that no more because of what athletes are being paid, fam? Bet. But the residuals and what these what these industries are able to generate that goes for the NBA too because the NBA get to skate by off a lot of liberal shit that they just as disgusting. I gotta mm. keep I gotta start keeping it a buck. I'm sorry. I I do like uh, Silver Adam Silver. I, I like Silver a lot. This isn't directed at him. It's just the way these TV contracts are set up, um, how they handled the whole uh, pandemic as well too has just been truly revealing. But NFL is absolutely downright ridiculous um, as far as the representation of black coaches, both from a coaching standpoint and from a um, management standpoint and being in the offices and shit like that. There's too many there's too many black folks in and around the league as far as talent and pushing the, the being the faces of the league for there not to be anybody in positions of of infrastructure. And I know I keep using that word, but it's something that keeps popping up over and over again as far as like trying to reimagine these spaces that we occupy. Everybody don't run a four three. Everybody ain't three hundred and run a four six and all like nah 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 nah. But there are thinkers who love the game. There are thinkers who love the economics of the game that need to that fuck fuck don't give me a chance. Fuck fuck out of here. Just just even the playing field for the best men to truly win as opposed to the nepotism that exists the same way it does in corporate. Yeah, the idea or the thought process of it is that um, you can have two individuals that have the exact same skill set hmm. um, as far as like being knowledgeable and effective at the job at hand, and you would choose the one that is white in this particular situation, which is unfortunate, you know what I mean, because... What if the flair or whatever the uh, black person, minority, whatever, uh, that they would bring, what if their connection with the players makes a lot more sense for your franchise? Hmm. But what you're worried about, and this is what I talked about last time, was that what you're worried about is partying. You're worried about bringing this motherfucker to the function and being able to show him off like your trophy wife. You know what I mean? Like that's really what it comes down to. Like the fucking it's 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 ridiculous the way that um uh the Cowboys, uh, the owner of the Cowboys uh picked McCarthy. Like McCarthy stayed at his house for a few days, bro. <laughs> like he had to come to the crib and stay at the crib for a few days yeah. for them to have dinner multiple like it, it that's some weird old shit. But yeah. that's the way that it goes. You know what I'm saying? Like being a me is more than capable more than like he would prosper he could be the the way that they were so big on McVay um uh coaching wise for the uh Rams yeah being a me can be better than that mm-hmm. you know what I mean but time and time again he he went on seven interviews fam yeah every single team he, t- he took an interview for yeah and there wasn't one that went his way there was the kneecap biter offer bruh that got the Detroit Lions. Like, mm. Benemy probably didn't want the Lions, but this is the fact that, bro, you chose a nigga that talked about biting off kneecaps. 
Like that was his option. Like that's how he's gonna go rile up the crowd. Like rile up the the uh, the, uh, the the locker room. Yeah, bro. If you give me that speech in that locker room, fam, I'm not hitting that field. This nigga got me fucked up. Yeah. No. So, yeah, man. I I I genuinely don't know what to make of it. But I say all that to say, my bad. Okay. I say all that to say that, hey, bro, it's 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 a it's an interesting situation that Watson is in because the Texans was okay with being as sad as they were when they had an amazing quarterback. Yeah. So it's kind of hard for um, for him pulling pulling the card and saying that he wants a trade and having five years on your contract plus three years that they can franchise you to say that they're going to move an inch on doing anything about it because they were okay with being terrible and he was at their quarterback. So what makes you think that they're not okay with being terrible for the next few years? Yeah. It's just, it's a weird situation, bro. Like, I don't know how this one can go. Like, as much as you can, the football is mirroring um, basketball right now, where, like, the players are finally coming to the forefront and doing whatever it takes to get out of messed up situations for themselves and it's working. Uh, like, it's better to get rid of them and try to get something for them. This one's this is one of those those oddball ones. Like I don't know what the Texans actually are effective at doing. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know if their if their fan base cares. I don't know if I don't know if anybody can force this one. So it's yeah. a, it's a weird situation. Also, bro, did you see the actual football over the weekend? I mean, like uh, Marcelli. Did you see what they did out there? Uh uh-uh. uh Marcelli, where where the fuck is Marcelli at? That's in um. The uh, soccer, bro. They went out there and torched the the training the training facility. Like Wait, they what? they had a mob of a one fifty to two hundred. Bro, where the fuck is that shit at, bro? They torched the training facility. Bro, oh, they got the. the Did they uh, release a statement? Huh? Did they release a statement? <laughs> what, what was the bro? The mob, like their fans, were pissed off that they was so that they sucked this year. Oh wow! And like they, you know, they missed the playoffs, and they they just ain't shit. That's pressure, bro. They went. They they were try, they tried to force their way into the training facility. Can get in, bro. They were there with torches, and was just throwing torches into the uh, training facility to uh, to burn that motherfucker down. Before they they had to postpone the game. That, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the two Escobars thirty for thirty when it was like if you if you lose this you're gonna die like that's that's crazy bro they was over there big oh in France bro they was over there big wallet like tell tell me that uh, that soccer ain't the number one sport in the fucking world if they care like that like there ain't a sport in in the U S that if these motherfuckers suck that folks about to go in there and burn down their shit. Mob up with tiki torches. <laughs> hey, they do that shit at the Capitol though, so I might be wrong. Not for not for sports, but they'll do that shit for the for the U.S. This shit is acting stupid. Are you froze? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I hate when it does that though. And then the only other thing was a uh, sassy sassy K sassy Coach K sassy K. Such a sassy cat. What well he I mean I have the only teams I've been I've been able to watch is uh Seton Hall, Florida State, and um Alabama's been fun to watch. 
basketball wise. Yeah, they just got torched though. Alabama did. No, they didn't touch, but they just didn't bring the energy. Yeah, Oklahoma is actually surging, but uh, bro, Gonzaga. Oh, Texas, Gonzaga too. looks nuts. Yeah, Gonzaga's unfair. Gonzaga and Suggs and um, Baylor, Baylor too. Yeah, um, but uh, what was Coach K's beef? <laughs> you know how you got to do like the little interviews? They're doing it on the cameras now, so oh, like, yeah, you yeah. don't know where the mic is coming in from. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there was a student that came in. Like, I think this was his first interview, like big interview that he can get or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he um, he uh, asked Coach K. You know, like a valid question, like, you know, uh, like how things are going and uh, how do you think it's going? You know, like it was, it was one of those type of questions. Like it was very <laughs> valid after the, uh, like, oh, it was um, after that loss. Like what it what's the like what's like the next steps? Because like, you know, you all lost five games and, you know, you all had a pandemic type of situation where you all didn't have to y'all postpone some games, too, or lost some games, canceled some games. So it's not looking fair for going to the tournament at this point. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is next? You know, like um, like after this loss, what is next and stuff like that? And this man cut him off and was like. So what? So what do you do? Um, so like, like what is um, what like like what what are you in school for? <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy was stuck. He was like, "Why does that matter, fam?" Uh, economics. And he's like, "So, so just think about like if you were like if you took a if you, you just took you just got done with your economics test, you know, like your final, and then right when you walked out of class, somebody stopped you and said, "What's next?" <laughs> I thought that stood out of the air. Was like, bro, what the fuck does that have to do with this? With this question, bro, like, oh. and he's like, yeah, that like in that type of situation, do you think that you know you'll be thinking about what's next, or would you be thinking about like, ah, oh, shit, like what just happened on that test? Like, yeah. you know, just think about like what you know, like if you just bombed the test after the test, they're gonna be asking you like, what's next? Like, you're not be thinking stuff like that, right? So that's kind of that was sassy K. So he, it was a big like uproar about. Um, the way that he handled that situation. What people can't be in an uproar for Coach K now. He's been getting away with shit forever. Bro. That's the thing, like, though. That's, that's, that's the crazy. thing, though. Like, like folks, like folks keep. Acting, they've had. A, they've had enough. They keep acting as if like the NCAA isn't pretty much ran by Coach K, and like he's above, like he's above, like the whole standard of um, when things are going great, he's amazing to people. But when things are going bad. My nigga, you can't handle bad. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you're above that shit. Like, you just haven't had to deal with it. Where, my nigga. where so, I give, where I give him credit for is mm-hmm. he his self awareness and not taking that Laker job when it was offered. Yeah, have you was, seen? That was have a you, good move. Yeah, I he he. L. A. would have ruined him. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because that it, that wasn't a winning situation. Like Coach K wasn't gonna walk in and save the day with that team either. So. Yeah. Good move. Yeah, man. Uh, he, he know he know his limits, fellas. What but we, it also uh, might show like how much better of a coach Mark Few is than Coach K. Mm, you know, like hot coach, take. Coach K. Coach K has had the luxury of taking a small team, and because of the location and being that close to North Carolina and having that rivalry, dog, North Carolina being able to there, yeah, yeah being able to rival with that. And have some years where things went great, national mm-hmm. championships and stuff like that. So, like, you did get a lot of recruiting rights from that. And you also got held on a pedestal as far as, like, coaching goes. Yeah. But Mark Few over in, over at Gonzaga. And Spokane, Washington. Spokane, fucking Washington. What he's built over there. Ooh, make this a clip. L said it. Hey. It's people that feel that way, too. So, for you to say it and to have some proper context... 
think is important. I think like he he he, he there there hasn't been no just shining stars right walking through them doors initially. You initially, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's not that's not what was afforded. Yeah, it wasn't no like one and done situations going on out in Spokane. So you know? Suggs like, is the first one you think? First one. First one. First one. There we go. Um, guys, I want to say how proud of us I am. Uh, whoever makes it to this this far in the show, I'd love saying that too because I'm interested on who listens to the whole show. But apparently, a lot of people listen to the entire show, which is awesome. Um, retention rate, it's important. Uh, I want to say I'm proud of my guys. Episode 142 and some some really cool shit coming up. Um, be happy to share with you guys shortly. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Damn it. Hit the notifications button and um, and follow the page, man. More more, more to come. This has been another, another great week, another fun week of the Meet the Brave podcast. We'll see you all next week. Love, love. Yes.